Welcome to episode one of Mental Health Chat Monday, the new and improved version, honey. On this series, we sit down with a special guest every week and discuss their journey with mental health and mental wellness. Here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. I am your host, Dieter Bionic. Thank you all so much for joining me on this journey. I am so excited to bring this series back to you. And let's get into episode one with our special guest, me, DJ Bionic. <laughs> okay, so a couple things that I need to know about this series and about what's going to be happening for the rest, the duration of this series. This week, I'm featuring my own personal journey with mental health and mental wellness and just kind of getting us back into the swing of talking about mental health on the channel uh, and... Pulling back, using my art to heal. I posted a thing on Facebook the other day that was like, I'm in my using art to heal era, Um, which is absolutely exactly where I am in life right now. My mental health journey started probably about 15 or 16 years ago. I'm 30. I just turned 30 a couple days ago. I know, iconic. Uh, And my teenage years, you know, you... There are a lot of outside forces that can cause mental illness and and mental health issues. And for a lot of teenagers, it's bullying, it's um, sexuality is something that, you know, a lot of kids have to deal with, myself included. It's home life, it's feeling inadequate in school. There's so many things that can make you really, really suffer as a kid um, and as a teenager, especially in your mid to early teens, especially in black households kind of get overlooked. You know, we we are we've been trained and taught not to deal with mental illness and mental health uh, as a serious issue. You know, you pray it away, you sweep it under the rug, you don't discuss it, you don't discuss that family member that has schizophrenia, you don't you know, all these things that are really, really toxic that I am working and advocating to break down specifically in the black community, but around all people and to n- reduce and negate the stigma that goes along with mental illness and turn that mental illness into mental wellness. Fortunately for me, I grew up with a very loving and understanding and caring family. Uh, my mom has always been in my corner, has always been super supportive of me and has always uh, put my mental wellness first and foremost in most of uh most of all situations like you know my my siblings and I all had a very very beautiful childhood and a great shoulder to lean on when we need and still to this day you know we're all in our 30s now and me being the last one to cross that finish line but like still have that place to go home to that voice that reason you know we 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 i'm fortunate to have had that but a lot of kids don't have that so speaking specifically of myself and my journey i was diagnosed with depressive disorder i can't remember if it was major or minor i don't really remember the full is this is 8 years ago when i got my official diagnosis um But I was diagnosed with depressive disorder and general anxiety disorder when I was 22 years old. I was in a place in life where um, I was working, I was making friends, but I was just, I thought I was healing, but I really wasn't, you know, and I, I didn't have the skills and the wherewithal to know. I was also terrified to get an actual clinical diagnosis because I felt like that would be like the nail in the coffin for me for some reason. I felt like um, I wouldn't be able to, 
I don't know. I just it, the, it, it, and it goes back to the stigma. It goes back to that issue of well, if I have this thing, I'm damaged goods. I'm horrible. Nobody will ever love me. Nobody will ever understand me. Nobody will ever, you know, make the effort. I'm not worth it. You know, it, it there's this stigma against mental illness that really makes you feel like once you get a diagnosis, once you start taking medicine, once you start really trying to care for yourself, that um, you're just damaged goods. And I hate that. <laughs> So, like I said, I got my diagnosis when I was 22, but at that point I had been dealing with it for like six or seven years. I had been fighting uh, and I am very happy. I'm very happy that I went to get that diagnosis because it really helped me kind of turn my life around. It gave me, um, you know, a reason, a thing, a, a point of reference as to why I was feeling the way I was. And, and a lot of people don't realize that Depression specifically, because that's, you know, that's what I struggle with mostly every day, um, doesn't just manifest in sadness. So many people think, oh, I'm depressed, I'm sad. Well, no, not necessarily. You could be on cloud nine and still be depressed. You could be very happy and still be depressed. It's less about sadness and more about emptiness. I think that is the best way for me personally to describe my depression is emptiness. I just feel hollow sometimes and less so now at 30 than when I was 22. But it still, you know, comes and goes in waves and it comes and and eats at you a little bit. So for me, I was prescribed a medicine. I don't remember what it was, but I did not take it. Uh, I was worried about it affecting my personality and who I am. Um, And that's, again, another stigma that I had to kind of backtrack and be like, well, it's not necessarily going to make me a zombie or make me, you know, lethargic or make me a shell of the person I was. That's not true at all. But I wasn't asking for medicine, I think, is where my issue was. I, I was just asking for an answer. And... To be prescribed medicine was kind of like, okay, whoa, I don't think I'm that bad. Uh, and I, to this day, don't take any medicine for my mental illness. I, I, I'm i raw dog in life in these streets. I drink coffee and I live based on spite, bitch. <laughs> but no, I'm, I am fortunate to be the type of person that doesn't need medicine. I, I, that I know 100%, I can admit that my not being medicated and feeling still good enough to function in life is a blessing. Absolutely 100%. And I have no, I I advocate for medicine. If you feel like you need medicine, if you have gone to the doctors and they say you need medicine, take your medicine. This is your reminder to take your medicine today. If you haven't taken your medicine, take your medicine. It doesn't make you any less of a human. It doesn't make you any less of a person. It doesn't make you, it doesn't make you worthless to need medicine. You need that to live, survive, and thrive. And I want you to live and survive and thrive. So take it. God damn medicine, damn it. Another tool for, and I, I keep talking about all these other things and not really necessarily talking about myself. So my mental illness, it manifests itself in a lot of different ways. A, the biggest one is physical pain. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, <laughs> that depression has physical um, symptoms as well as mental symptoms. I joints my joints hurt so bad when I feel an episode coming um 
I get like muscle cramps, uh, headaches are more frequent. Um, it really, it, I can, I can, I've gotten to a point where I can feel and sense when it's coming. Uh, and that's good because I can automatically turn on my coping mechanisms. Sometimes I can't, I catch it and it still kind of gets me and makes me feel low. And you know, that's okay. And I live in that moment and I let that happen. And I still use my coping mechanisms. I still use my, uh, my tools. I still reach out to my family and friends around me. I'm the type of depressed person that like being a burden or feeling like a burden is a trigger for me. So sometimes I don't reach out to family just because I feel <laughs> it's going to be that self-fulfilling prophecy of, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a burden. I, I feel bad. I don't want to make other people feel bad. I don't, we working through it, okay? We getting a therapist this year, all right? Listen, that's another thing. Get a therapist. Go to therapy. Everybody, even if you don't have any mental illnesses, go to therapy, please. Thank you. At the age of 30, I'm feeling probably the best I've ever felt in the past five years. So from 25 to 30, I have felt my, my mental health turning more into mental wealth, into mental wellness. It feels... I feel good more days than I feel bad. And I am so blessed and fortunate for that. Um, I will say that being in love has been a big part of that. I will say that saying no has been a big part of that. Um, And I think the biggest part of that has been just living in my truth. The older I get, and, and this happens for everybody, it is not a unique experience by any means, but the older I get, the more I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> like, I'm 30 years old with chrome nails and a purple beard, and you better believe it. Like, I write music, I write plays, I direct plays, I sing, I dance, I perform. I do all the things that I want to do, and I'm rounding the bend on not doing anything I don't want to do. There's there's still only one thing that I do that I don't want to do, and that's circumstantial. You know, I got to pay my bills, so... You got to work to pay bills. (laughs) I'm so excited to bring Mental Health Chat Monday back to you every single Monday with a brand new guest every week. I'm so excited about all the people that I'm going to be talking to. It's going to be so great to learn more about their stories and to um, introduce them to you and to uh, be a part of other people's healing. That's why I'm here is to use my voice and my talents and my love and my art to spread joy, awareness, and healing. If you or someone you know is in distress, call 988 on any device and you will reach the uh, suicide and crisis lifeline.